1: The only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were Preacher fans. Yes, they were. They were.
2: Oh, yes, they were.
1: That's a podcast theme right there.
2: Welcome to Preacher
0: Man, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the final episode of Preacher, the end uh, of the world. This is it. No more Preacher after this. I'm they saying my, have, world, my world is ending. Your my world, world is, is ending? My world this is ending. This is crazy news. I heard AMC is going out, rounding up everybody's copies of Preacher, the comic, all the DVDs, all the merchandise. They just burned them all. It's yep,
2: gone. That's gone. There's
0: no more Preacher ever, except in our memories and those fade over time. How are you feeling Pete now that uh nobody cares about preacher anymore?
2: Uh first off, fuck you. <laughs> uh second secondly uh it's sad to see it go. It's it's amazing fun show. This was a fantastic last episode and uh I mean, I even listened to the uh the you know, the title card music. I rewound it, listened to it again one last time just because it, it was magical. Really? It was four seasons of straight magic. Four For a second, seasons.
0: I thought you said we're going to say, I went back and I listened to one of our podcasts, but nope. <laughs> no, 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 would that would I be crazy.
1: Yeah. Re-listen to a podcast? This is disposable. <laughs> All these are disposable. <laughs> uh, I Justin, mean, we record this, obviously we record this on Sunday mornings, so this has become sort of our church.
2: Mm. And oh,
1: wow. in that mm-hmm. way, I think we're losing our religion. Yeah. <laughs> our belief system is shattered. Now yeah. what will we do? Just like
0: REM, we are losing our religion. Justin, how did you feel about this show in total, this last episode? How do you feel, without getting into plot specifics, because we'll get to those in a moment, how did you feel the show wrapped up?
1: I thought it, was a, it was a great wrap-up. It's funny, though. I thought there'd be more surprises and twists, and it felt like it just tied up in a nice bow. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it was very satisfying, but the show uh, was so like irreverent and so like took so many risks that this felt like a, such a clean end to it that I I was surprised by that.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. I think particularly in this last season, it's been clear that this is kind of, if anything, a hangout supernatural show. Uh, what I mean by that is yeah. it's not it is saying deeper things on occasion, but the main mode is it's all about Tulip and Jesse and Cassidy, like you said, being very irreverent about everything, which doesn't lead to a big emotional catharsis at the end. The closest we get is Jesse's speech and then a scene with God later on. But at the same time, it
1: it felt pleasant is my yeah. main takeaway for a bit. Uh, the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Okay, I saw that like a month ago, and that feels that remind it, these two things reminded me of each other. Where it was like it's fun hangout, and then everything it's like the plot just sort of hammers itself closed at the end, and then we all move on. Yeah, I think that's better though, right? I mean, there's no reason. Uh,
0: there's not going to be a continuation of Preacher. There's not going to be Preacher Part Two or Son of a Preacher or anything like that. It just Son is of a done. Preacher Man.
1: Son of a Preacher Man.
0: Yeah. Oh shit. You think that's coming? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, man.
1: AMC does love their prequels and sequels, so it's definitely going to happen, guys. Confirmed your first. Isn't it funny, though, when you think about it, aren't children just the ultimate sequels? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like not as good, don't make as much money as the first one. Uh-huh. That's oh. exactly oh, what I meant. Wow. Do you take Alex, shots at
2: your kids right now?
1: Whatever, man. They got to start making that money. I need that money. Oh, <laughs>
2: man.
1: <laughs> well, I, Alex, I got to say, give them a little time. They're a little young to really be breaking in the big bucks. They're going to get raises. Here, I when my wife
0: first gave birth, I watched that child come out. I held him and her in my arms, and I said, you better have Bafo B.O. this weekend, or that's it. <laughs> I'm cutting your theater couch.
1: Bafo I mean, every Sunday morning, I feel like I have Bafo B.O.
0: Should we get into talking about this episode?
1: Please. Yeah, let's do it. For the very last time. And obviously, after this episode, we part ways, and we never speak to each other again. So we have to really soak up this time together. Let's all be fucking
0: nice. I'm pretty excited, actually, because right after this episode ends, I'm going to set myself on fire.
2: And just walk away uh, in the distance?
0: Yeah, I think so, as much as I can. Real cash-like. Yeah. North Dakota, we kick off. A soldier brings plans into a base. Turns out they're from the grail. And it also, it sets up the stakes of what's going on because we are nine minutes from the end of the world. You know what I didn't do? I didn't recap anything. But honestly, at this point, it is the last episode of the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: This is the greatest gift. No recap. Yes. Yes. Uh, this well, is well, how let's the let's fucking just do real, podcast should be. It real you quick. get right goddamn into it.
1: So, Jesse Custer. Is a preacher. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. You need to establish what
0: preachers are and what the earth is first, I think, before we get into that.
1: The earth is just a big blue marble in the sky full of (laughs) quacky people. And (laughs) uh, God is here. He um, created people, and he also created little bird-like creatures, we find out in this episode. There you go. Now you're up to
0: date. So it's the end of the world. Uh, Cassidy is chatting with God and a Humperdew. He has betrayed. I feel very uncomfortable with the fact that we didn't recap anything now because we're Just getting into recap- it yes. real fast. No, no, re- no, it. It. no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because then no, otherwise. Seven.
2: Come on, give, don't freaking give me this gift and then take it away. That's right? what Let's God would going. do.
0: And That's I am a, nothing if not a vengeful God. <laughs> uh, Pete, ultimate like punishment comparison. is listening to a recap. Pete. Yeah, yeah, Pete, by the end of this episode, you're going to tell me you love me. It's going to happen. <laughs> no, no way, man. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, Jesse Custer was Come invaded. on, no, man, don't do it. Just do it, because otherwise no. I'm going to have to stop every five seconds in the middle of the episode. This is how I'm wired. So, your choice. We could either you, do you a recap me. throughout the entire episode, or we can get it out of the way right at the beginning. Your choice, Pete. Oh, what me, do you want to do? You. Jesse love Custer is he gave is you free inv- will, Pete. Yeah, Jesse Custer is invaded by a being called Genesis who allows him to compel things. He heads on the road to track down God. He wants to ask God a question. But meanwhile, what we've discovered over the past four seasons is that God has actually manipulated him. Uh, He has brought him to a position for a reason that we don't quite know. At least what we found out over the past season is it seems God wants to bring about the apocalypse. Now, the apocalypse is going to be brought about by a couple of things. First of all, the war between Australia and New Zealand as we always knew that would happen. It also is going to be brought about by his tap-dancing inbred descendant, Humperdew, who's played by the same actor who plays Jesus on the show. Now, Humperdew, very innocent. Everybody loves Humperdue. Cassidy, who is a vampire who used to be friends with Jesse, but has had a bit of falling out with him, uh, is watching over Humperdew, betrayed him for God. Um, There's also Tulip, who is Jesse's on-again, off-again girlfriend. They are very much on again at the current time, uh, but Tulip is also trying to track down Cassidy, track down Humperdew, and kill him before the apocalypse is going to happen. She, however, was confronted at the end of the last episode by Featherstone. Featherstone is working for Hairstar, who is the leader of the Grail. The Grail is an organization working for God ostensibly to bring around the apocalypse, except Hairstar doesn't want it to happen. He actually likes the world. He enjoys it. He wants to be on top of it. So he wants like a light, a soft apocalypse if anything that's going on. Yeah. Meanwhile, Apocalypse Jr. Apocalypse Jr. Uh, like just Jared and just Jared Jr. Same sort of thing. So mm-hmm. the uh, rest of the Grail, meanwhile, is watching the Apocalypse Countdown. All of the TVs in the world have been taken over by the Apocalypse Countdown. So everybody else is very into that while all of that stuff is going on. Uh, there is a character named the Saint of Killers who is an immortal killer. He has tracked down Jesse. God has promised him he can be with his family again If he just kills Jesse, so that's where Jesse at. And then finally, (laughs) last character you probably need to know about is Eugene, a.k.a. R-Space. Eugene was horribly mangled when he tried to commit suicide uh, back towards the end of the series. Uh, He's been pretty happy and calm about it. And then he decided to become a rock star and then got hit by a car. Immediately, almost immediately Wizard of Oz style, his feet poking out and everything So that's what's going on in the show Pete is nodding his
2: head Yes, yes, I love it, I love it, I love it This is such bullshit, man Who turns into the last episode of a goddamn podcast And then needs a fucking recap I
1: love to be reminded of the news <laughs> Do you know what I did the other day that
0: was a lot of fun? I listened to the last episode of Serial
1: Oh, uh, yeah, Really? No, I didn't. (laughs) Um, I was like, oh, just cold? Yeah, just cold.
0: I
2: just kind of jumped into it. So anyway, God is talking about Gene Kelly. What I appreciate about it is that they recapped everything at the beginning. That was my favorite. God is talking about Gene Kelly and all the times they used to have. And then Cassidy starts talking to him about free will, and Cassidy calls him a cheater. And then God walks out to join the audience to watch the end of the goddamn world. I'm sorry, Pete. Listen, you're so mad at me,
0: and I can tell right now. But again, you're going to say I love you by the end of the episode. It's going to happen. You tell me you love me, ass. Pete. Tell me you love me, Pete. Just tell me you
1: yeah. love me, and you'll never have to listen to a recap ever again. <laughs> That's <laughs> wow. not
2: true, you fucking asshole.
1: <laughs> I'm, we're adding, I love this added drama to this podcast at the yeah. very end. This is it. This is uh, the final episode. Again, we're going to all set ourselves
0: on fire. It used to just be me. Now it's all three of us. So, yeah, uh, God is talking about free will. Meanwhile, Saint and Jesse fight. There's lots of big fight scenes in here. So I th-
1: many fights.
0: I think it's one thing that we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast that we can really laud about this series overall is the quality of the fight scenes. And I'm glad that they didn't forget that in this last episode.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, we really got a kind of a taste of the comic book action with the small framings of all the different fight scenes. Looked like we were looking at a comic book. Uh, really, just fantastic stuff. Uh, so,
1: Featherstone. The next uh, next scene is Featherstone and uh, Tulip. And mm-hmm. watching this scene, I, it made me think: Is Featherstone sort of the main character in of, some ways of the entire show? Yeah. Uh, Why do you like, say that? What do you? The the other characters are a little too, like, uh, Jesse, Tulip, Cassidy, they're a little too cool for school. They're not really, like, they don't change much, it feels like. They're just sort of resigned to the way they are and their fates. When it feels like Featherstone really went through something over the course of the series and then landing on this episode... I just thought it was interesting. She was the one that really you're feeling along with her, as opposed to so many other characters. I I think, if anything, she is one of the only ones that got a true
0: character arc, to your point. Um, And she got a finalized character arc. Uh, She's also the one that's wrestling with one of the main themes of the show, which is... What is faith, right? And for her, faith means a very different thing than it means to a lot of the other characters because she's a zealot and she's wrestling with the fact that not everybody has the zealotry at the same level that she does, which is pretty hard for her.
2: In uh, a way, uh, out. I sort say, of her though, That was a that was pretty messed up origin story. Selling weed to eighth graders and sleeping with cops. I mean, that's, you know... And then she met Klaus, man, and it, it got real dark. Mm.
1: That's a hell of a way to live. (laughs) And a
0: hell of a way to die. You know what I'm talking about? Now, one Mm -hmm. little note that I wanted to mention. I meant to check this before I wreck this, but uh, I noticed the stars, Ruth Naga, Dominic Cooper, and Joseph Gilgan, they got co-executive producer credit on this episode. I don't think they had it before. I think this was like a nice little present for them in the last episode, but I could be wrong. Nice. Yeah, so cool. good, good for them. They're really going to get some good jobs off of this, I think. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the fight montage, we get to see, oh, we didn't really mention Hitler and Jesus in the recap. Uh, now, Hitler is the leader of hell. This is what I'm talking about. This is why you got to do the recap at the beginning, Pete. Hitler is the leader of hell, and Jesus is the representative of heaven. They've been trying to work to do the apocalypse on their own terms, but they had a bit of a falling out because they're Hitler and Jesus. Uh, And so we get to see them fighting while Hairstar is trying to send a fax to stop the apocalypse. At the same time, Humperdue doesn't want to come out. He doesn't want to uh, tap dance. Instead, he hides in the coats as Tulip (laughs) enters. Now, not to look too much into Humperdue, but what what is
1: going on with him here? What what ultimately is his purpose on this show, do you think? I think he's aware that he, that he will be the end of the world, and he doesn't want to do it. He's shy. I
2: think uh, Cassidy, when you know he's kind of given his eulogy, uh, is he really talks about how Humberdew is this pure kind of element? Like he brings joy to everybody, regardless of who they are, and is just kind of like this, uh, you know, true kind of like. Uh, light uh, uh, to people and he's you know talks about how he had an effect on him if you're around him at all and you know and I think that and he sensed that things were going bad and he didn't want to be a part of it and like kind of like a little child he hid in the coats which I thought was hysterical that Cassidy like was like don't don't hide in the coats and yeah it was pretty funny yeah
1: here's that here's a question whose coats were they Ooh, that's because they also they're in the desert right Mm-hmm. Why was anyone wearing a coat?
2: Well, I think, they were just different outfits from all the performers and the different, you know. Okay. That's good. You're a classically that, trained that, actor. How do you not know backstage? That makes the sense. Backup pe- a-
1: outfits. That makes sense, Pete, but I'm going to believe in my conspiracy theory <laughs> much harder than your logic. Okay. I'm a uh, zealot for who's co <laughs> Uh
0: Now, we do jump over at that point to Eugene. I think we can summarize his plot line really quickly, but I am curious to get your feedback on what you thought the whole point of this was. Uh, first, there's a very funny bit where they have bandages over his face. They say, okay, you were in a horrible accident, but we worked on you. Very, Everyone's very excited to see how it turned out. They unwrap the bandages. The implication is that they fixed his face and so they take it off, and it's the same, if not worse, than before. Everybody screams. No. Later on, a doctor comes up and says, hey, Hey, I'm going to help you out. I feel really bad for how everybody's been treating you. Here's how you can kill yourself, okay? Just press this button a bunch, and you're going to kill yourself. Eugene gets pissed off, says, no, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. He goes out on the street, starts to try to play Closing Time again. It Very doesn't work. Funny. And then he plays an angry, I believe, original song and starts getting
2: some money off of that. And it, gets was, li- what? it was by the Circle Jerks. Oh, Okay. Yeah. It was a different cover. There you go. But well, he really
0: gets into it. Yeah, he really yeah. gets into it and gets uh, uh, some change off of it as well. Uh, what, what do you take away from Eugene's storyline and where he ended up?
1: Well, and there's one well, more thing. Later on in, uh, at the end of the episode, when Jesus is working in a Home Depot type store, there's a girl standing next to uh, a customer, and she has a Eugene Rock T-shirt like tour. Oh, uh, yeah. I miss
0: that completely.
1: Yeah, so he like became a uh, famous rock star, like we had talked about. I think it's super—I f- love the way it ended uh, with him, and I think it's he finally moved past faith and all that junk and just, like, faced himself, accepted himself for who he was, let that rage flow into his ar- artistic expression, and he became t-shirt famous.
2: <laughs> That's what everybody wants. But I I do think that, like— it was really nice to see him get angry and just be like, fuck you for judging me and thinking my life is bad. I'm fucking great. Fuck you. And he, you know, goes back to where he got hit by a car and doesn't give up on his dream, which I think was really badass and fantastic. And uh, yeah, and he finally kills it and gets, uh, you know, gets rewarded with a giant tour. Yeah. And that's what you
0: do. If you ever get hit by a car, go back to the exact same place. And no matter how yeah. many times you get hit by a car there, you just keep going back until it doesn't happen. You, don't, you show those cars who's boss. Yeah,
2: that's I rock and really, roll, baby. I was really nervous when he went back to that same spot because cars kept driving by. I was like, don't, don't do it. Don't kill him.
1: Yeah, It would have been very on brand of the show to have him just get wrecked by another car.
0: Yes, but I think they ran out of time for the broadcast. Uh, So then we go back to the Saint of Killers. Now, we also didn't mention the Angel and Demon, who are Genesis parents, are on Jesse's side. Uh, They try to protect him, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. The Saint, in fact, kills the Angel and Demon. Finally, one last time. Uh, Then we go over to another big fight. Pete, I was thinking about you a lot during this one tulip is facing down cassidy cassidy won't let her kill humperdue she punches him and he says listen i love you you hit me one more time i'm gonna fucking kill you and then they beat the shit out of each other how'd you feel about that pete
2: well first off i wanted to say that like They did a really great job with Cassie and Tulip in this show compared to the comic. And, you know, with Arseface, we got a real nice kind of like, hey, if you like the comic, you know about this, and this is a cool Easter egg for you. Where this, I think they did a great job of improving on uh, the comic book and having Cassidy just be somebody who loves Tulip. It's kind of like a, uh, you know, Wolverine and Jean scenario where it's love he'll never have, but he still has it. And... The fact that. Wait, Cassidy... I'm sorry.
0: Are you implying that Jesse Custer, who has one eye, mind you, is the Cyclops in this situation? Yep, exactly. And uh, but, how do you feel about Jesse Custer, hmm. given that you're not a huge fan of Cyclops?
2: Yeah, so can I please you ask me, like, hey, how did you feel about this? And then you keep fucking derailing me. When I'm trying to tell you how I feel about this. So, like, I thought it was really just great the way he's like, hey, listen, you know. I can take so much shit, but I'm not going to take any more. And they get in a real high-sticks fight. A lot of times when we see fights in the show, it's like, all right, well, Jesse's going to win. We know, like, okay, Cassidy's a vampire. How is this going to end? But this was like a fight where you were very scared for the outcome. And luckily in the fight, they kind of ran out of time with the pounding at the door. And then Cassidy uh, does what Tulip wants. And Uh, uh, do you think she was going to kill him if they didn't get interrupted? That's what she was there to do, because she's like, what are you doing? They've been practicing killing Humperdoo for a long time.
1: No, I meant, do you think Tulip would have killed Cassidy? Yeah. Do you think Cassidy would have killed Tulip? Yes. Do you
0: think Jesse Custer is the Cyclops of Preacher? Uh, No. Oh,
1: Interesting. I mean, it makes sense he has one eye. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, He is Cyclops. Maybe not like the Cyclops, yeah. but he's a
0: Cyclops. Do you feel like you like Cyclops from the X-Men better now that you know that Jesse Custer is the Cyclops of Preacher? Nope. Hmm. Interesting. All right, then, regardless of anything that happens, uh, actually, we should jump over to Featherstone and her end first. She confronts Hairstar. Star makes her a promise, says, listen, the two of us are going to leave. We'll make love in a submarine underwater for the rest of our lives. She's a little tempted by it, but ultimately decides, no, I'm going to kill him, but he kills her first, and that yeah. is the end of Featherstone.
2: Mm-hmm. Very sad for her. Yeah, it's it's just classic rule, you know. Don't monologue when you're trying to murder somebody. Just take care of business. Yeah,
1: I just had a, I have one monologue I like to say when I'm killing someone. Mm. <laughs> it's a it's from uh, Twelfth Night, and mm. it really crushes. <laughs> That's <Wow>. a good <laughs> one.
0: Nice. Yeah, that, it also distracted because they're they're like, "Wow, that, good monologue, bro." What
2: yeah, they really transported to a magical place. <laughs> <laughs> what an actor! They say, "Oh, oh, the <laughs> wow.
1: theater." Before I die, the theater. So Let me entertain you before <laughs> I destroy you. So
0: uh, while everybody is dying, Jesse kills the Saint of Killers, slashes his throat. We don't come back to what that means and why that happened until the end of the episode. Uh, and then in a row, more death. Cassidy shoots Humperdue just as Jesse enters. And then also, which I was very surprised
1: about, uh Jesus kills Hitler. Yeah. 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 That's how it actually happened. Right. Yep. Nobody yep. knows, but Historically back in the bumper. That Did, bunker.
0: I, I this gets back to something we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast, the rules of the show. Given that Hitler is already dead and the leader of
1: hell, you wouldn't think that he could actually die, right? Nah, but Jesus has like magic. Jesus is magic. So he like ices him with his magic hands. Yeah. Uh, so
0: regardless, though, God enters, tells Jesus he wants him to be the Messiah now. And Jesus says, no, why don't you be merciful instead? And God doesn't listen to him uh, as that is yeah, happening. Yeah, he
2: gets pits and he storms off. Yeah. Uh, he runs.
0: He yeah. runs for the hills. And as that is happening, Jesse enters, and everybody boos him. And this was the first time in reading Preacher and watching four seasons of the show that I realized how close the names Jesse and Jesus are to each other. I don't know if that means Mm. anything, but it definitely struck me at that point where you're expecting Jesus, and instead you get Jesse. It's probably just a coincidence. There you go. Just throwing that out there. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, God sees... Hair uh, star as he's leaving, there's a very funny beat where Hair star just smiles to him and then runs away. Uh, but God gets his motorcycle and runs away, as we mentioned. Uh, and then Jesse... But
2: God gives him a heads up and it's like, run.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then we get a big monologue from Jesse, uh, similar to the Twelfth Night monologue that Justin gives people. Also interesting, Justin, Jesse, and Jesus very close to each other.
2: Uh, they're not as close as you were
0: thinking. There. Yep. Oh, thanks, Jesse. I know that is true. It's very close. (laughs) Uh, And Jesse gives a big uh, speech. He uses uh, Genesis to command everybody in the entire world to turn their TVs off. He talks to the Grail, uh, and he then compels the Grail to go find God, and they all stomp off after him. I I love the scene. I thought this was great. I thought this was very much a mission statement for Jesse, and I appreciated that they did it so close to the end.
1: Yeah, really great uh, stuff. Uh for Also Jesse it was here. really
2: really cool to see the three of them just kind of hanging out afterwards. Been like, wow, we saved the day. Sure did. You know, I liked how it was like kind of cool but also a little awkward. Uh I also liked how like Well, we this is a moment her, uh, where I, what, the that, stone-
1: Uh, Sorry, this is the moment where, like I was saying, uh, how Featherstone was the only character who really went through something. Because even when they save the world, basically, they're sort of like, cool, now what what happens? They felt like characters who ran out of story.
0: Yeah. Well, there's still a little bit of a story left, because then we cut to Texas two years later. Jesse and Tulip are classically on the run uh, Uh, for a bunch of thugs. Uh, It turns out a couple of things have changed in the intervening time. They now own O'Hare's Auto Repair, and they have a little baby, little girl. So cute. Very cute. Uh, And and, Cassidy's
1: at a peyote conference.
0: Yes. Yeah. With Woody Harrelson. That's where... Uh, which, by the way, the Woody Harrelson thing, this is a little bit of a side note, but I am surprised they didn't bring back the big Lebowski thing.
1: Me too.
2: Couldn't yeah. believe it. Maybe they're watching. They watch- kind of moved on to, like, different bits where he was talking about Lord of the Rings and stuff, which was also very funny.
0: Yes, it was very funny, but I felt like they could have, they go to a drive-in movie at one point, this two years forward storyline, and they could have been showing Big Lebowski there. They could have had some sort of mention of it. I don't
2: but know. they got the John Wayne thing, which was a big part of the graphic novel. Totally. Well, and the show, too. John Wayne showed up
0: in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I just wanted to see it one more time. Yeah, uh, Yeah, me too. They find out that God is in San Antonio. Of course, he's at the Alamo. Jesse know. gets there. The Grail is gathered around. God is at his RV hanging out. Jesse dismisses the Grail. Several of them just straight up die at
2: that point. So they've been looking for two years straight for this guy. Yeah,
0: probably haven't eaten yeah. or anything. Uh, and yep. it turns out, we finally establish, and God allows him to do this, uh, he can compel God using Genesis. Genesis is more powerful than God.
1: Yeah, yeah I thought this was he cool does. that they, hold, they held this information. Jesse didn't, in all the confrontations he's had with God, he doesn't try Genesis on him because he still believes in him. And only now when he's sort of like, ah, God's just another fucked up dude, is he like, I'll, I'll compel him uh, yeah. as much as I would anybody else.
2: But God does offer him a Diet Dr. Pepper, which was a fun callback.
1: That was very nice. Uh, and then they have a
0: conversation. Jesse asks about suffering other religions. Cancer. Are th- what? Yeah. Cancer. Cancer. Are there aliens? Uh, there's another fun bit where a girl leaves the RV and walks away. God back to his old ways. Uh, and then they get the conversation that Jesse has wanted the entire time. God explains what happened to his dad, why his dad had to die. Um, and that his dad in fact is in heaven, not in hell. Uh, and God explains to Jesse, he says, listen, now you can say it back to me. You can tell me I love you. And that I think I don't know that Jesse had much of a plan going into this, is my implication that I took away. But I I think this is the point that not breaks him, but explains to him, okay, to your point, Justin, God's just, dude, he just just wants the basest things, and I'm not going to give him what he wants. Yeah, he's needy. Jesse calls God a little bitch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think the exact phrase is, I understand we would be better without a needy little bitch like you around because God just wants to go back to heaven and sit on his throne. Uh, and then we get another badass moment right after that where Jesse releases Genesis and then says, I don't need it, and just punches
2: God in the face. Very that, badass. Oh, yes. That was really bad. And he should and have bit he, his eye. And he did like, he almost did the, uh, you know, contra thing where it got and he was like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Really? Oh, interesting. Huh. I mean, sort of. Okay. That's ma- that made you no, think of you that? just went left, right, up, down. But in my mind, I was like, oh, that would be so crazy if we yeah. did that. That's Man, the way you...
1: you get 30 lives in real life yeah. is by yeah. making God do the, the Konami code. <laughs> <laughs> it might work. Yeah. It could work. It's worth trying. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, did you so... guys
1: uh, – so God was at the Alamo, Jesse Custer. This was Custer's last stand, and he won. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, God, he
0: shuts him down. He walks away from him. God is furious. And he goes back into the RV and confronts all the little creatures he's made for creation three. Jesse told him essentially just, I don't care if you really think these things are better than us. Just replace yeah. us because you're God and you know best. God is super frustrated, goes in, all the little things are saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, and he breaks their necks and rips them to pieces. Out of frustration, God has been beaten, finally. Uh, And then we mentioned this earlier, but we get a montage of scenes. We get to see Jesus is very happy working at a Home Depot-like place,
1: once again, as a carpenter, very cute, Yeah. Uh, Even though he's talking about... I don't don't know how much carpentry he's doing um, and the paint section of the Home Depot, but uh, I guess tangentially.
0: Yeah, I I think that was
1: the thing. Like, they did
2: want to be on the nose and be like, here's the wood, but... uh, Guys, I would also like to point out, you know, uh, the apron he was wearing was blue, so if it was going to be anything, it would be a Lowe's, not a Home Depot, okay?
1: Oh, Pete. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Back in that Lowe's shit, dude. (laughs)
2: Jesus. Get out of here with that. You're a Lowe's guy? Now, I'm not saying. I'm just pointing out a fact. You're a okay. Lowe's dude? <laughs> in a, I in am this not home, a Lowe's dude. We're a Home I'm
1: Depot all, podcast, and we've always I, been a Home Depot podcast. <laughs> you know what I, I always like home to Depot. say? When you go Lowe's, I get high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. You nice. do say that a lot. I Love do. Pete. You made him say that because of what you did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, and then uh, they catch Hairstar on a golf course. He kills a bunch of cops with a gun that he's hidden in uh, the golf hole. What is that called?
1: <laughs> what? The hole?
0: What? Yeah, what, what, what is it, it called? In the his blend? pants?
1: The cup? The cup.
0: Yeah, is there a name for that? No, it's yeah, a it's hole. Called so cup. you say hole in one. Right, but there's not like a technical name for it? What do you want?
2: What, <laughs> what do you want? If, it is called the cup. Like you would put it, hit it in the cup.
0: Oh, okay. There you but
2: go. It's also called the hole in one. But he didn't have but what it What kind there. of name do you want for in it? In his pants, because oh, they thought he well, was
0: jerking off. I don't want it to be called a golf hole. That's what I'm saying. Like an end zone. Yeah.
1: There you go. No, right, cool. I guess it's just like football. You're just trying to carry that ball into the end zone, which is the cup. Yeah. I actually also call the end zone the golf hole, but. I don't know. Yeah, well, I can't believe how many golf holes that running back got last week.
0: <laughs> Go Bills. Then we blip over to heaven where God finally has returned. He's find the heavenly host has been killed by the saint of killers. And the saint of killers kills God, shoots him right in the head, and then sits oh, yeah. down on the throne of heaven. If that I remember correctly, shot. this is a, that was a cover, right? Yeah. Of one of the issues of Preacher. Maybe it was an interior page as well, but I definitely remember that very distinctly as a cover was from the book. such a
2: cool, just the way he sat down on the throne and like the shadows over his face. It was really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's cool. I, I think throughout this last episode, and I know we're almost
0: done here, but I did want to mention, uh, and I think I mentioned a couple of uh, episodes back when I talked to Dominic Cooper for my day job, he said that they were going to do things in a way that he felt was satisfying for fans of the show. Uh, fans of the comic, excuse me, but they were going to riff on it in their own way. And I think they did that pretty successfully with this episode where they hit touchstones from the book throughout, like that visual of the Saint of Killers, while very much wrapping up the show in a way that made sense for the TV series.
1: Yeah, yeah. great. And I love the twist of the, the reason the saint got to go to heaven is because uh, Jesse took his confession back at uh, the Grail's headquarters. Smart yeah. little twist there. Very cool. Yeah. And then we end with a flash forward to 40 years later. Jesse is dead.
0: Tulip's kid, also played by Ruth Dega, is talking to Cassidy at both of their graves. Uh, And they have a nice, sweet conversation where they're talking to each other. She asks him about the old days, says, I hope you see you again. And he says, I hope you see you again, too, kid, and then walks off into the sun, sets himself on fire and casually just dies and that's the end of the show as tulip and jesse's daughter smiles and that's it that's all all that's all of it that's the whole thing
2: (laughs) preachers done in the can i'm just so glad they did a better job with cassie and tulip's relationship in the show than in the book because in the book it gets really fucked up and cassie is so much more evil Um, and kind of recons all the fun that you have with Cassidy along the way. And I'm just so glad they made a better choice with this uh, than in the book. It was nice to see Cassidy played as like an earnest kind of like fuck-up. And just, I thought it was just such a really smart, cool choice. Yeah, how did you feel? Any final thoughts, Justin?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I thought the ending was really sweet, uh, nice, good play, on the cowboy tropes. The whole show feels like it sort of reminded me at the end, like, oh yeah, it's a Western really, uh, with just a bunch of crazy religious specifics and vampires and uh, lots and lots of uh, guns and angel bodies piled up. And uh, that was cool to that last scene, I thought really brought it together nicely. And the conversation between him and the daughter, I was like, oh, are they going to like make out? Are they going to hook up? And then they didn't. Yeah,
2: I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, me too. But though, like, yeah, instead of riding off in the sunset, uh, Cassie kind of walks off into the sun. Yeah, interesting. Great. Yeah, you might as well be walking on the sun. That's what I
0: always say, and that's definitely a thought that I want to leave everybody with. Yeah, as we as we wrap up this preacher podcast,
2: uh, if you yes, Pete, I just wanted to say though I did like you know we talked about Featherstone being the main character. I liked how like she was like call me Agent Featherstone and then got shot in the head, but it was. You know, she had a badass moment there.
0: Yeah, I got to say, I disagree with the whole Featherstone being the main character thing. I think, if anything, the main character of the show was that guy who worked at the car rental place a couple of episodes back. (laughs) That guy, real key to the show. I'm glad we
1: got to see his full emotional journey over the past four seasons. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, well, people were wearing uh, T-shirts that said car rental guy at the end. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm, No, I missed that as well. Yeah, now he becomes a very famous car rental guy. Hmm.
0: Well, everybody, thank you so much for following us along on this journey with Preacher. If you would like to support all of our shows, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll pour out one for Preacher
2: with you. Pete, what do you want to plug? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you know about uh, the amazing guests we have in our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book
0: Live. Also, at Men Preacher for preacher-specific content, though not as much anymore, to be honest. It might
1: dry up a little bit, let me be honest. I don't know how much we got coming.
0: We'll see, we'll see. Uh, You can check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. You still can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. And one last thing I want to say before we go. Pete, Pete, tell me you love me. I hate you. Tell me you love me, Pete. Tell me you love me, or I'm never going to end this podcast. What What if if he chooses hate,
1: Alex? Tell me you love me. Wait, when you think about it, isn't this whole series a recap of the sequel? (laughs) I love you, Pete. Why don't you love me?